0: My name is Karina Harney, Playboy's Playmate of the Year, 1992. And I'm Echo Johnson, Miss January 1993. Welcome to the Bunny Chronicles. Let's go. Welcome back to the show, y'all. We are back up in the studio in Austin, Texas, and we have a super special show for you today. We're going to do a segue into um, the other publications that Playboy uh, produced and created, which were known as the Newsstand Specials. Um, I personally have, I think it's six or seven covers. I have ten covers in full, but whatever, six or seven on the newsstand specials. But who is in the studio with us today is Miss Sophronia Williams. Not only is she one of my dearest and closest friends of 30 years, but she also um, made multiple appearances in the newsstand um, editions and specials and uh, tested for uh, Playboy Playmate. She's a beautiful black woman. And she appeared on the first and only cover of women of color on the newsstand specials. So Sophronia, thank you so much for joining me in the studio. Good uh, to have you. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. I'm yeah. really, I'm loving being here. You got it. You got it. So let's, um, let's segue into, um, how it came to be that you uh, had this opportunity and. Uh, how exactly, or not how exactly, but um, the issues that you shot for. I know that you worked with David Macy and met a lot of the key players in the Chicago offices. So let's just start from the top. Yeah, well, um, I was a young babe in the woods <laughs> many, many, many years ago
1: in college. And I'll never forget this. Here in Austin, right? Yeah, University of Texas. and Hook'em. Um, Hook'em <laughs> Hook Horns. And one of my best friends had read, back when everybody read, newspapers. There was no, you know, there was no electronic media. Exactly. And uh, she's like, hey, I just read, you know, in the Statesman that they're doing a test shoot for um, Playboy on campus. And I was like, wow. And they're like, God, you should go. You know, my best friend and a couple other people who had mentioned it to me.
0: And, and I, I will vouch for this because this woman is stunning. <laughs> You're, so Go ahead. You're so kind. You're uh, so
1: kind. A Back that I did not think so. So, you know, You're that crazy. was, that was you know, I was, I was thrilled. You know, I've always admired Hef. I've always, you know, been amored of the, the you magazine. You understood, like, the magnitude. Absolutely. Of it right. And, uh, you know, I just, I was like, wow, why not? You know, why not take a shot? So I went to the casting call and I said, I'm here for the... <laughs> Something, uh, something like was the it South- the Big Twelve? It was South- the Big
0: Twelve, and that was the, it was the first ever Big Twelve edition. So they were shooting, which you know what? I don't know. I don't know that half of our audience will know what the Big Twelve is. So. Uh, uh, right? <laughs> so, it, it was a conference of certain colleges absolutely. that were in yeah. the right, in the, like the SEC.
1: You know it, exactly. It's, it's in like, athletics or for uh, football for football only. For for football. Football only. Yeah. So, um, I said, I'm here for the Southwest Conference. You know cat or shooting or I don't know. I don't know (laughs) know. know why I'm here. I don't know, but I'm here. I didn't just, I don't know a whole lot about, you know, sports. So they, you know, the, uh, the photographer and assistants kind of looked and they're like, okay, well, um, the big 12. Yes. Okay, sure. You know, come on in. And, you know, they did the, the headshots and it was all very, very tasteful. And it was, you know, uh, it was very fast. So I'm thinking, wow, that was, yeah, yeah, I was quick in and out. I'm like, oh, okay. Maybe they like me but Uh, it was David Meesey. Who was the
0: ah, photographer? Shout out to David Macy. Yeah, we love the He David was Macy. the photographer that
1: uh, did the test shoot, and um, it's like thank you so much. But I I remember him saying something like, um, "We really wish you were a University of Texas student." This is for the girls of the Big Twelve, and I went, "Well, wait a minute, I do go to UT. I'm in graduate school here."
0: It's like, oh, because you were a graduate student, they're
1: like, well, no, I said the Southwest Conference. (laughs) Oh, so they thought they they thought Southwest, what used to be Southwest, exactly.
0: I I had no idea. It was south of Austin, there's a university. Well,
1: no, actually, the Big 12 used to be called the Southwest
0: Conference. Oh, but they probably got it mixed up with Southwest University. Or, or, exactly. South or, or
1: whatever it may have been. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> they is... didn't know. You're like, I do go to YouTube. I was like, wait a minute. What's the disconnect? So I, I explained to them. They were like, oh, well, wonderful. Well, you know, um, we'll be in touch. Or, you know, it was just really nice. And David was just, oh, he was so cool, so sweet. my you know. professional. Oh, so, so kind. And, you know, I, we laughed, we joked. And, you know, I felt so comfortable around him. You know, that was the thing. I was like, you know, it was just... It was just an awesome experience. It was a very
0: comfortable, cool experience. I'm glad that you say that, Sophronia, because obviously, like, the Playmates talk about, like, the production. It's one of the Mm -hmm. hardest things you've ever done. But just consummate professionals. So, again, coming from somebody that is not a Playmate but had direct interaction and shot for Playboy and, again, says the same thing, that it was completely professional on every level. Oh, absolutely. And I don't even think it was,
1: like, maybe— Several hours later, I get a phone call. That's back, fast. pre-internet or not? Well, yeah, pre, yeah, pre, kind of infancy. Internet was in its infancy, so email was in its infancy. So everybody had landlines back then. Yeah. So I don't even know if I had a cell phone. So um, probably not. They called me and they said, you know, you're in, and oh, I, love- I was told I was picked out. It was myself and two other young ladies that were chosen out of about maybe seven hundred candidates Dang, that, uh, girl. that came to the casting call.
0: But you know what? And you and I talked about this, that um, at the end of the day, that's how it worked when you were chosen, whether it was as a playmate or you were testing or you're shooting for newsstand specials. It was a swift decision. Right. They knew immediately. So accolades to you. Thank you. Carry Thank on. You. Thank you.
1: <laughs> so it was just, it was a, that's when the ride began. Yeah. So, you know, I, I, I started working with David. I started working with Rick Moore. They would call me to come out for, you know, to do some sh- you know, to do some uh, gigs for the newsstand specials. I remember I was in College Girls. So, of course, it was the Big 12. And then, you know, I did College Girls. And then, you know, so they enjoyed working with me so much that um, I was asked to fly to Chicago for a test
0: shoot. Now, let, let me back up for a second. For a second, because sure. your uh, your newsstand specials had already come out, did, and you did a signing. I, correct, at we did. Oh, so yeah, talk uh, about that. Oh, yeah, there's a, there's that so is much. A big deal. I'm and I'm going by memory here because it was
1: so long ago. I know. So Big Twelve came out in '96, okay. and um, it was a huge success. You know, first ever girls of the Big Twelve. Um, we did an autograph signing at Tower Records, now defunct Tower Records, that was on the drag, and in Austin, it Texas was. I want to say over a thousand people. It was it definitely. Damn. It was definitely maybe not a thousand, but it was like several hundred people. It
0: was well. A I lot. believe it if it was the first yeah. issue. It was the Big a 12, and
1: it was here in Texas or Austin. Absolutely. Yeah. Let me put it this way. And for those people who are listening that may remember Tower Records and the drag, remember how because there's
0: no longer Tower Records. No longer Tower Records.
1: R-I-P. Right, and the place was packed, like arm to arm packed with guys and women, you know, wanting an autograph from myself and the two other young ladies from the University of Texas.
0: Well, yeah, they're stoked. You're repping UT. Hello. And
1: uh, it was really cool when one of my professors walked in. (laughs) <laughs> and uh <laughs> really <laughs> you know i was like hey how's it going and she was like hi you know and you know she was stoked for you too oh i don't know about that but you know <laughs> she's she <laughs> saying you better show up at class <laughs> girl <laughs> absolutely she wanted to see what was going on you know it was all good nice. and, and everyone you know i i everyone was really excited about it you know i did an interview with the um austin chronicle and you know nice. i my other professors are like Right, you looked awesome. You know, there was no backlash. No one said anything negative because it's Playboy. Exactly. You know, my family. You know, my dad didn't say anything about it at all. But you know, didn't he? Wasn't upset, and he wasn't. He wasn't upset. I think most fathers. But you know, he just kind of. You know, I I was in my twenties. Now, if
0: it was Hustler, it probably different. hundred percent. It was Playboy. He didn't say anything, which means he was kind of
1: like okay, yeah, Yeah. it's all good. And my mom said, "You look beautiful," and you know. she's Basically like, hey, it's Playboy. Absolutely. You know, and like you said, it's not it's not some other type of magazine. It's world class. I mean, Playboy's always been the creme de la the creme. The creme de la creme, that's right. So we did that. That was fun. Um and then did the autograph signing and then, you know, the radio, you know, we were on a talk show um in Austin. That was fun. And wait, did you do the show with Bob and um we did. Bob and Wyatt. Bob and uh, hello. Oh, it's so long ago. I know what you're talking about. Um, I, I, I can't Dale think of, Bob and Dale. There you go. Yeah. So long ago. We I, I'm pretty sure we did it for was,
0: sure because they always had the playmates.
1: But Wyatt. we definitely did. You know, we were uh, we were on a radio show and um, that was fun. And that was what 96, 90... The magazine comes out and then they flew me out to Chicago. I think nice. is how it went there. Then I went to Chicago for a test shoot and I worked with Richard Fagley.
0: So for our uh, audience listening out there, Richard Fagley um, was another, the absolute best of the best photographers at Playboy. He was um, out of Chicago. And as... uh, most people may or may not know, but I think for the most part do know, that Playboy was founded in Chicago. So the original headquarters and offices were there. And then they had the West Coast locations. So they had two different studios. And usually you either were Chicago or Los Angeles. So Sophronia was in Chicago. And Richard Fagley had been there for decades. He was one of the best. Oh, he was, he was amazing.
1: It was a lot of fun. Again, I felt safe. I felt, you know, I felt comfortable. They did, I mean... They did everything in the world, to, you know, to make sure that my that my visit, my shoot, you know, went off, uh, went off very well. And it was a great experience. Um, mm-hmm. Richard was
0: wonderful. Um, it was great so, meeting him. Tell me about the test shoot. How many days did you shoot? Was it like shooting a centerfold or?
1: It really was. It was all day. <laughs> it yeah. was.
0: And, and I, I'm not going to say it was grueling, but. That's it is what grueling, you do. though. You can well, definitely yeah. use that word because we all yeah. say that is one of the hardest things we've well, ever done.
1: Yeah. Um, but it was OK. And. I'll go back to this it's funny that I'm starting to think about a lot of um a lot of other times shooting for the magazine where I I almost passed out so you're there right you go. Yeah you're right I just I you know <laughs> it was I mean but it wasn't anything you know that was super bad i didn't
0: have well to you know like like people you know it, i i kind of feel like you might be uh thinking that if we say grueling they're like oh god divas but at the end of the day oh, no. i don't think people understand what it took right. to capture that one sure. image Absolutely. and like like for me it was 5 12 hour days right. where you had to stay in the same damn pose right. i mean it was so uncomfortable your body right. was hurting like you're hungry like everything so it 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 took a lot to get it so absolutely. there's nothing easy about it so oh, no.
1: yeah oh no no you, i and i agree with you absolutely and I, again it's been so long ago and then you know i'm thinking about the times and you're right um the the test shoot though in chicago that was that was a one off i mean it, it was mm-hmm. just a one day shoot and then um of course you know I get the letter you know you're wonderful but
0: you know oh damn did sorry. you get sad
1: when you got no, that I no mean, you know what I I'm didn't. surprised. I, you really, but, like, you know, but it's it's OK, because you know what? I was, you know, I was,
0: you were still in it. I you was were still in it. Published and, and yeah, you know,
1: what some people and you got the experience. I, I got exactly. I got the experience. I wasn't disappointed. I think I may have still been in grad school at the time. I don't remember. Oh, that's but,
0: right. So you were busy.
1: like Right. I was graduate. right. Exactly. And I was like, well, you know what? It was a great experience. But then after that. I started getting calls, you know, calls from the magazine again. Hey, why don't you, we've got the Mm -hmm. college girls. Can you fly here to do this? Can you go, you know, can we send you here to do this? You know, and then the women of color. Mm -hmm. And I I don't know who was the brainchild of that, but I thought it was— just a great concept. You know
0: what? It probably was Kevin Custer and Jeff Cohen. You're, you know what? Offices. You're right.
1: That's that's right. For sure. You're right. No, 100%. For I sure. think you're I think you're right. And um who are both awesome. Yeah, both amazing. Awesome. Shout out to both Kevin, y'all. yes, yes. He's very very cool. That's right. Um and and you know, again, now that you, you know, we're talking about the actual shoots and I, I do remember kind of like, you know, I'd never Modeled in my life, I didn't. Oh, that's right. I. I was newbie. I, I mean, think about that. Yeah. So they were probably like looking at me, like you're like I don't know, like you know. And and that was again with me not you know being you know chosen as a centerfold. I, that's fine, but they probably this is what I'm thinking without even talking to Rick, David, or Kevin or any of the guys or Richard. They, they probably thought it right. The they photo. probably thought she's got a great attitude. People like working with her, and she's beautiful, and you're so sweet, and you know she's. You know, it's, she's wholesome and real. It's, this is, it is what it
0: is. Yeah, yeah, You know, yeah. You know was, I mean, because at the end of the day, I mean, there were, um I will not lie, there were centerfolds that got published that I was like, how the hell did you get through? <laughs> and then there were girls that did not get approved. And I was like, why the hell did they not get approved? So it's sure. like, you really never knew. You don't know. Mm-hmm. And it, it's, it. but again, like, you know, as you said, and to me, I
1: felt like, you know what, for me to have even been chosen, that meant. Hef yeah, saw something in honor. me. Yeah. The photographer saw something in me and said, hey, let's just give her a shot, you know?
0: So speaking of that, that Hef saw you, um, again, uh, going back to um, Hef's hand hands-on approach to the publication and the publications as a whole, Hef had first right of refusal on everything. He would approve— every finite detail in the publication Playboy from the front cover to the back cover right down to the font placement, the advertisers, everything. And he would be the one to decide which photos would be published and which would not. And he also had the final say and who would be a centerfold or not. I assume that he did as well with the newsstand specials. I don't know on that, though. We need—I should do some research on that. I would be shocked if he did not. I would be
1: shocked, too, because— I was told when I first started working with Playboy the same thing that you just okay. said.
0: Well, then if you were you know, told that, that's yeah. that's fact.
1: And um, it was just, again, as I mentioned before, not being, you know, disheartened. The fact I didn't become a playmate because, hey, yeah, it, the man himself saw me and was like, you know, let's fly her up. But let's also give her an opportunity to do other things. Yes. Yeah, it so may he, not work. Yeah, let's he, do this. He
0: did definitely right. approve you to do yeah. a right. test. Absolutely. Right. Um, and at the end of the day, and this is something that Karina and I always bring up is that Hef knew explicitly where you would shine and where you would thrive, Absolutely. whether you were an executive in the company, or you were a playmate, or you were a newsstand special girl. Absolutely. He knew that was going to be your success. Sure. So you take that and go, cool. Absolutely. And that's yeah. exactly what I
1: did. Yeah. And you're right. And it's just the women of color. That was that was a big wow. That was a big wow. I remember my friend was uh, vacationing in Europe, and (laughs) he sent me a picture of a guy buying the magazine at a newsstand. I love in Europe. And then he sent me a picture. It was it was on a billboard,
0: a huge billboard.
1: It was on a huge billboard, and I I don't I don't recall the country in Europe. But he
0: took a picture of the of the uh you know that was an interesting thing too that um our publications were uh international and yes. and then you would see other spinoffs of the pictures that you took because they the international publications would choose different images yes from all of your material and run it so you had a yeah. collection mm-hmm. of publications in foreign languages so right. again huge it's huge you know but um
1: Again it was I, I was like I said in the beginning I was a babe in the woods I didn't I'd never modeled in my life you know and you know just on a whim I show up at a test shoot in Austin Texas and boom you know it was chance of a lifetime and you know getting to know the photographers the assistants and makeup artists you know everyone you know that I worked with it was just a great experience you know consummate professional Absolutely and you know I just I think about the women who have tried and were not successful in being a part of the Playboy family. And I'm just like, you know, now that, you know, have has gone, I'm like, wow, I was
0: a part of history. Amen to that. Babe. And I'm so grateful for that. You Absolutely. Know? Absolutely. Now, you shared with me um, the first time that you met Renee Tennyson and Renee Tennyson, Playmate of the Year, 90. I want to say it was either n- I think it was 90 or 91. Well, I, I never met oh, her. But you saw, you yes, saw, yeah, never and you were like, wow. Right, exactly, because she was yeah. the first and only play uh, playmate of the year. A beautiful black Gorgeous. woman. Gorgeous. And her her, her twin, yes. Rosa, r- yeah, Rosie and Renee beautiful. Tennyson. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, they were supreme. And I'm sure when you saw that, you're like, ooh, yes. That,
1: and you know what? It's, again, as we're, you know, yeah. going back in time, I'm thinking about that. That And that was it. Stuck out. I did. I saw her um, in the magazine and I was like, oh my, actually, my boyfriend at the time at the magazine, that's how I saw it. (laughs) And I was like, oh my God, she is gorgeous. And, you know, she's a black woman, beautiful black woman, and she's in Playboy, you know? So that was like, that would be really cool. And it just, and all of a sudden, it's kind of crazy how the stars align. I was like... Then, you know, a couple years later, you're shooting for a playboy.
0: Exactly. You know, I was like, oh, my God. You know, did you know or see that issue? It was in 2000. um I think it was 2007, and there was a collective of Playmates that came back to reshoot <gasps> yes, their covers. Renee was yes. one of them. Mm-hmm. So Renee was in the studio with us last season. Uh, we had Renee Tennyson. We had Brandy Roderick, uh, Karina Harney, and uh, myself, so the mm-hmm. three Playmates of the Year. And... Um, uh, Renee was talking about that and Renee's second time round that cover was better than her first. Yeah. But again, that was a super cool thing. that yes. they did. And then she also yes. was included in the publication. It was in 2017. It was called the equality issue. So mm-hmm. it was her Brandy Roderick, Victoria Valentino, who was mm-hmm. in her 70s, Candace Jordan, who was in her 70s. And when they got that call hey we want to reshoot and, and include you in this playboy layout without hesitation even the women and their seventies are like absolutely wow i love it yeah and as i recall they all looked amazing amazing beautiful still
1: beautiful oh still beautiful after well, all those yeah. years <laughs> <laughs> well of course you know of course that's
0: why they're in the magazine of course absolutely so so you worked with playboy then for a good span of like several years of, of shooting and i yeah. did i did um while I was still
1: in graduate school, <laughs> yeah. I did. You know, it was um, it was fun. You know, actually my first time ever on a plane. Like when I was, was like it? 25 years old oh, going wow. to shoot for the uh, women of color. Yeah. I just, you know, again, like I said, I was...
0: Babe in the woods, you know, it just uh, like at the end of the day, Playboy pretty, just opened yeah, up so it, it many did. doors for, for everybody. It and it's like, there's, I mean, I'm sure multiple sure. incidents. Like you said, first time being on a plane yeah. traveling. Yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, it was, it was showing a great up experience. at the Playboy mansion the first time. You're Absolutely. like, whoa, exactly. where am I? Oh, wow. Th- when I got my first
1: invite to the mansion, I was just like, I'm going to the mansion, you know, and it
0: was just super exciting. So what was when you first went onto the property? Cause we like to ask people this the first time and everybody is like,
1: well, it it was was a different (laughs) world, but what was your, it's, you know, the gates open and you're like, Oh my goodness. And, uh, it was for um, Hef's annual Halloween party.
0: Oh, the best party. Absolutely. Halloween was so fun. Oh, it was so much fun. I mean, they they, they spared they no the expense. Yeah, they did yeah. it Yeah. I was, mean, proper haunted house. I, oh, Every part of so the property was like... Yeah, so
1: much fun. You interactive. Know. Oh, it was fantastic. You know, it was... It, the food was amazing. <laughs> I, I always go back to the food. Dude, well, the food the at the mansion was, was the best. The best. <laughs> 24/7 whatever oh you wanted my and then at the gosh. party it's like oh dude, my god the best of the best. Oh my god. I was like I don't oh, this life is wonderful. I loved it. It was yeah. great. And the people were fun and the yeah. you know the DJs were great. I mean I just I, my you know at the end it of the such night it was a vibe. Yeah, when I left the parties, my you know my feet my legs were always sore cuz I danced so oh, yeah. much and it was just great. The oh, vibe, yeah. the energy. Everybody's having a great time, having fun. Heff's just a wonderful, yeah. gracious, yes. amazing host, and yeah. you know the ultimate host, absolutely. And you know, when I first met him, I was just like, "Oh my god!" You know, he was just so kind and so sweet. Right?
0: Is you that know the truth; he I really, mean, really was. And it, you, you know, know, it was always like it always blew my mind, and it's it's become even more prevalent now during these interviews that um, to to actually realize that. He knew every single woman's name without fail. 100%. Without fail. (laughs) And that was not an act. That wasn't like, oh, you're saying that. I mean, he was an absolute genius. And he was so kind and he was so happy for you to be there. He loved hosting people. He loved having that home to be able to do that. And he wanted everyone to have
1: a Mm -hmm. wonderful time, which, I mean— Based on what I saw, everybody did. It was so. I never saw. Yeah. Uh, it was. It was always a great time. I always look forward to the times being at the mansion and just seeing people, and you know that yeah I saw on the big screen, or just meeting new people. Yeah. You know that weren't on the big screen. You know it was just well, it was just and a good and time. actually,
0: um, so when you so when you started shooting. It would have been still when uh, Hef was married to Kimberly, which at that time was a family home. But we got to see the transition from it being a family home into the party starting again. Because we heard about all Mm -hmm. that. You're like about the heyday of Playboy. We always talk about this. Like how fortunate are we to have Mm -hmm. experienced not only the family home with Kimberly and the boys and the babies, but then for to transition into like Hef single, the parties are back and get a taste of both. Amazing. So much fun, you know. I mean, and, over the top parties. I mean, no wonder everybody wanted to get in that.
1: Party. well, exactly. And it was like, oh my God. And again, the Halloween party, the best, you yeah. know. But again, I mean, my experience, you know, uh, at the mansion, going to the parties, you know, some of the best times I've ever had in my life. Yeah, you know, amazing.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. And and then just like the, the relationships that, that you made and um, the resources you had at your fingertips just from forging right. relationships with people and networking. I mean, you know, at the end of the day. And I don't know that Hef ever said this, like, to me, but I know that that he certainly had had this conversation with uh, Playmates that, like, look, this is a launching pad for you. This sure. is not the end-all, be-all. Right. But from this, you choose what you want to do with it. Either you take it and you launch it into something else or you're happy with it. And Absolutely. it is what it is. Absolutely. You know? You
1: know, and well, he gave us all that opportunity. Absolutely. No matter if it was, you know uh playmate of the year playmate mm-hmm. of the month you know uh, just being attached special. to it just, exactly just being a part of the family mm-hmm. you know opens a lot of doors the playboy family absolutely and you know it's up to you to uh do what you do out of you know the opportunity you've been given
0: yeah i mean i know like certainly for me i can say that um You know, I was the second playmate to, like, figure out that the the internet was here and created a membership-based website. I think it was in 96, 97. Mm -hmm. Um, And... That purely evolved from shooting with the best of the best photographers, Mm -hmm. working with the best makeup artists, you know, and understanding how to produce and create a proper photo shoot. And from there on, for five years, I posted brand new galleries. And today I own like 36,000 images that I produce that now I'm making into NFT artwork and so like I always like to say like that was my like that's what I did with it absolutely and taught myself that at a very shit I was social media before social media (laughs) even existed (laughs)
1: y'all I mean
0: you're uh, absolutely you were and that's
1: that's right because like I said in the beginning I mean back in the Mid, well, I'd say late 90s, the internet,
0: all that was in its infancy.
1: So you were, you know, you were one of the first. Yeah, one of the pioneers. Yeah, you
0: were definitely one of the first. And I did, uh, Playboy did come after me because at the end of the day, um, and I've talked about this before, um, I had a conversation with Christy in Chicago about uh, the importance of them, you know, establishing a dot-com department because mm-hmm. initially Heff was really, he was against it because he didn't understand it and he sure. didn't think that it was here to stay. And and Heff's, you know, love and passion always was as an editor. Sure. And so the tangible right. publication, yeah. right? So it took a couple years for them to realize like this is here to stay. They were behind the eight ball on that. Mm-hmm. It, it was a little bit of an issue, but mm-hmm. they did ultimately create. Create that .dot com department. It took sev- uh, several years for them to do it because of the amount of archives they had at their right. disposal to create that. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, that you know that was that was a a huge moment in time. I don't know where I was going with
1: that. <laughs> well, you're talking about how you've evolved from playmate to. Oh yeah. Like so, yeah, so
0: yeah, so that was my first sure. case of like entrepreneurship mm-hmm. of like what I learned from Playboy and like took it to that and like here I am thirty years later and figuring out how to monetize off of that. And I would say you've done very well. <sighs> Thanks, Mama. <laughs> so, uh, so Saffirnia brought up something today that I did not know, and I thought this was super cool. So Jennifer Jackson was the first Black Playboy bunny and centerfold in 1965, which absolutely was groundbreaking at that time. Um, with that said, uh, uh, this season, we've had the opportunity to speak with a lot of um, the bunnies that uh, opened up the clubs initially in the 60s and the 70s. And the one thing that stood out most of all, that it, it was it ran the gamut of the women that were there. You know, there was there was no racism, I would say, against any woman like Hef wanted every type of woman to symbolize just a plethora of the beauty Of women as a whole. So not surprising to me, but again, groundbreaking at that time. First black Playboy bunny, centerfold 1965, Miss Jennifer Jackson. Yeah. Are you pulling up some pictures? Uh, Yeah, she is. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And and the fact that she was a bunny and that she was was a a centerfold. centerfold. So there's a handful of women that were bunnies that went in to be centerfolds. because I think a lot of people, well, a lot of people think that playmates are bunnies and you always have to uh, correct them on that, that the playmates were the centerfolds and the bunnies were the bunnies in the clubs. And each each uh, role was a coveted position, you right. know, absolutely. But to be able to be a bunny and also be a centerfold was huge. Oh, my gosh, she's gorgeous, She's beautiful. So Jen- Jennifer Jackson was 18 years old when she walked in the Chicago headquarters of Playboy which was in 1964... She's looking for secretarial work but the folks at Playboy had something else in mind. She applied and love right it. away they put me in a bunny costume. <laughs> I hadn't dreamed about being a bunny. She was the youngest hire at the Playboy Club in Chicago. Chicago was the first club too mm-hmm. and it was the first time she ever worn three-inch heels. I love it. <laughs> she got more fan mail than any other bunny along with some hate mail too I'm sure. Oh. Almost immediately a Playboy photographer began pestering her to bear it all for pages of Hugh Hefner's increasingly popular magazine which in addition to racy pictures boasts a celebrity interviews in elegant prose by some of the nation's top writers. Oh, that's a cool. You have to send that to me. Love it. Yeah. I mean that was
1: Super back, cool. at, back in those days. I mean, that was, I mean, that was no, the I mean, that of. was huge, and she, you know, that took a lot of courage for her to do that. Yeah, absolutely, because at that time, you
0: knew that, like, you knew. I mean, just the backlash I would imagine at that sure. time of just being a, a centerfold. Absolutely, and they weren't even showing full nudity at the right, time, right? Exactly. Like, so, think about that. So, yeah, the courage, like, no, this is a huge opportunity. I'm taking this, absolutely. I mean,
1: it's and it speaks volumes about her character because, you know, again, she was what, One of the youngest employees. Yeah, she was first African American bunny, first African American yeah. centerfold, and they clearly saw something in her that you know that was that was going to rock the world, and
0: which she did. No, oh, that's huge. You know? when she was eighteen. Right, exactly, and at such a young age. I was eighteen too. I, you I know, I think about that sometimes, it. and I'm like, oh my god, if my daughter
1: was <laughs> she <wanted to> do <laughs> well, that. you know what? I think that we this. are, you know
0: we were a
1: lot more mature. You think when we were. A lot younger, if that makes sense. Does
0: I don't know. I, I kind of feel like like looking back on it now, like, like I would not change anything about it at all. Like how it came to be. Like I was discovered straight out of high school. I was mm-hmm. moving to Austin from Santa Fe, New Mexico, moving down here to be a, sc- a struggling college student. Right. And my whole life changed. And sure. Thank God. You know, <laughs> I can't imagine my life without it. Right. But I will say that I was definitely immature and I... There was a big part of me that was not ready for the fame that came with that. I could see that, yeah. And, and – You know, Playboy didn't really, like, explain everything that was going to occur. It's like all of a sudden I was at the mansion and I was shooting my, you know, centerfold. And, you know, the other playmates are asking me, like, what month I'm going to be. And they're like, well, that's my month. I'm like, I don't know. I'm just (laughs) here. I'm just shooting. Oh, my gosh. Um, And I think it was probably just only a year into me, right into my uh, layout coming out. Mm -hmm. And I had a bad attitude. I had a bad attitude when I was like signing autographs and whatnot and I didn't work for two years. And they told me, they said, you better adjust your attitude because you don't understand what you have right here in front of you. And I didn't work for two years. And, um, it was after I um, I was with Michael, my sure. my you know first like really uh, prevalent relationship of a long mm-hmm. period of time, and you know one of the most savvy businessmen I've ever known. He taught me everything about business. He was the one that really like pushed me. You need to get back on track with them. And then once I got back in, then I started working. Good luck, about Michael. Yeah, for <laughs> Thanks, sure, Michael. for sure. Started working nonstop. But I always reflect on that and look back yeah. and go, yeah, I was not prepared for that. And I always I had told Playmate Promotions. I wish y'all would have had like a department where either like older playmates could sit down with like the real young ones because I was eighteen. I was That's a great idea. T- I was really, I mean, yeah. two months out of high school, you right. know, mm-hmm. just to kind of give you an idea of what is
1: about right. to happen well, to you know help you along the journey, yeah. and that that makes a lot of sense. It's yeah. almost like a one hundred one, you know, Playboy one hundred one type class or yeah. course. Playboy one hundred one, right? You know, that yeah. you know the uh, the new young ladies could uh, you know could yeah. experience so they can you know figure out how to navigate through that. Yeah. crazy wild world ride. it is it's a wild ride and you know just like you said you're 18 and i'm like god i was like 24 25 i'd never been on a yeah. plane i yeah. mean my god i mean i'm a i'm you know i'm from austin i've always been in austin i've like you know yeah. i never left austin here mm-hmm. i am being whisked off you know by myself you know on a plane to you know shoot and, for you know playboy magazine and at the time
0: like 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 you have an idea, you're like, okay, this is a big deal, uh, right? But you don't really no. understand. No, the, I didn't. The, the, I, I, did know, I did not. Gravity of no. what you're stepping in. You're stepping no. into history. Absolute. You are a part of history. Absolutely. And and it wasn't until my mid twenties that I really understood that. And I sure. was at the mansion all the time, staying there, and I right. was, and. My favorite thing to do was go into the library mm-hmm. and go through the hardbound yeah. leather books yes. from the first issue to yeah. whatever issue had come out of that month. Mm-hmm. And then I really started going, holy shit, like, right. I'm a part of that. Absolutely. Like, this is profound. Yeah. I mean, again, I think about the
1: girls that, or the women and the young girls that, you know, have their lifelong dreams. I've known some yeah. who, like, they spent thousands of dollars on, you know— uh just you know boring. on photos no. in a modeling gigs to get their photos done and sent to who do I send my photos to how do I get into Playboy and I'm like you're like I don't know I, don't know. I, was I know I was like <laughs> I, I I didn't send in anything I don't yeah. know how this works I said I'm sorry I just I went to a casting call and you know I I thought it was something that it wasn't and it turned out it was and yeah. you know here I am on the cover of you know a couple of magazines and in the
0: you know, going bien. to the mansion. Yeah, and that's and that's ultimately, like, how it should be, you know. Right. I right. mean, definitely there were, you know, I always like to ask the playmates, did you submit or were you discovered? Mm. Um, And it's about 50-50, right. you know. Yeah. And I'm always like, gosh, like, that's just, you know, either way, if you submitted or you were discovered and you were approved, it was sure. like, hell yeah. Right. I you mean, know, but there were women that, that that was their lifelong dream and then they wouldn't. And right. it's like... I mean, and we meet people all the time that mm. they're like, "God, that's so amazing mm-hmm. to like be a part of that," and just like, "Yeah, thank you." No, and, and it is, and but you know, going back to what you said about being an
1: art, you know, being young and not realizing, you know how f- how fortunate you are to be part of something so big, yeah, and to be part of you know history. I, that was that was a really big deal for both of us, Hell you know, yeah. for all of us, and Hell yeah. you know, I just now I think back and I'm like, wow, yeah, you know, and. I would not have changed any part of it, Mm-mm. and I just you know it,
0: it was it was our destiny
1: it, it was plan, you know it sure. was it was it was a fun, incredible part of my life, and I met a lot of really cool, yeah. you know fun,
0: kind, gracious people,
1: and, and learned so much and I learned a lot yeah. exactly, and um, you
0: know, that's really what it was all about, you know and and just to have the honor and the graces of 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 Hefner. And to have oh, that personal interaction with him and oh, yes. that relationship. I mean, oh. that was always my favorite thing. Sure. It's just like he was, oh my God, he was such a sweetheart. He would always so just kind, laughing and smiling and just come up and give you a big hug and kiss. Just and, like, a, you know, are you okay? Everything's good. Like, absolutely. Oh my God, the best. Absolutely. The best. He was. Wonderful. Wonderful.
1: And, you know, again. Nothing but
0: respect. Absolutely. For
1: he was very respectful. He was very kind. And, I mean, just a very generous man. I mean, Super. he how generous is he opening up his home mm-hmm. to hundreds of people <laughs> to have a good time? You know, mm-hmm. I mean, the, the parties were I mean, they were amazing,
0: and yeah. You know, and then on top of the parties, it yeah. was like you know we talk about this all the time that you know Hef lived by his schedule and he never swayed from that. So right. it was like right. every day of the week mm-hmm. it was a it was a plan. It was like Tuesday nights he spent with the boys, mm-hmm. and then Wednesday nights or monday nights tuesday nights was like manly night card night family night then it would go into the movie nights and like he loved entertaining he loved having everybody around around that's why yeah that's why he bought that mansion and he speaks about it in interviews was to be able to entertain and to have people there and that he did (laughs) and (laughs) we
1: we definitely enjoyed every minute of being there
0: so um you were around then when holly and the girls came in
1: I was, I was, I
0: was. Did you ever have any uh, inter-
1: encounters with? I, I did. You know, I uh, actually met Holly. I mean, she actually
0: came up to me, and she was super sweet. And she was, she always was. Sweet. She was super. She kind. always loved half so much. That's why it's so baffling that she spends this bizarre narrative now about how exposed and trapped she was. I just, uh, <laughs> well, I mean, it was, you know, it was
1: a, it was a brief encounter before I left, and you know, she, had, you know, she approached me, and she said, you know, I just wanted to let you know that everyone you know, here at the mansion, you know, loves you. They love you. And yeah. And she was like, you know, you're always so sweet. You're always so kind to like the staff and, mm-hmm. you know, the security and to, you know, to us and to Huff. And we just really enjoy having you here at the mansion. Mm-hmm. And I was like, thank you so much. I think you're awesome. And you know, it's just she's very pleasant, you know. And that felt that felt really good, you yeah. know, to hear, you know, to hear her say that because um, you know, again, with things that are being said, and it just going doesn't on. make sense. It, yeah, it, like it one just, plus
0: one doesn't right. equal two; it yeah, equals four. I just, and it's like, what the hell? Like this is so bizarre. It right. makes and, no sense. And I get it. And everyone has a narrative, and you know,
1: but the times that I spent at the mansion—that's not what you saw,
0: right? Yeah, you, no, you the, saw nothing right. but love and affinity Absolutely. for Hef and for Absolutely. Playboy and for oh, the whole brand. Hundred percent. She loved her life, and she right. was happy, and everyone she wasn't trapped and was depressed. And da da da
1: da. da. I saw everybody having a great time Mm -hmm. and laughing. You know, you know,
0: having a good dancing, having a good time. Half was happy. The girls were happy. Absolutely.
1: You know, it
0: was well. At the end of the day, you know, it's interesting because Holly's the only one that's like spinning this narrative. Like Kendra swiftly denies it and has even gone so far,
1: Kendra, (laughs) to say, "Firecracker." And
0: I quote: um, "I think it was like when I think it was when uh, Holly published her book." And, you know, Holly's book was the same narrative as what has been spun with The Dark Secrets of Playboy. Mm. And Kendra said, and I quote... Well, you didn't look like you were trapped when that D I C K was up your ass. Oh my God. That's <laughs> she straight so, up put that out that is in so the press. Her. And I was like, oh shit. That is so hard. But Kendra has never ever once mm-hmm. like been on that bandwagon, right. has nothing but positive right. things to say. Right. Bridget as well. I mean, Bridget and Holly have a podcast, and Bridget has like uh consummately been like nothing but great times and how grateful she was for sure. the experience. So Whatever. Yeah. It, it, it is what it is. And it, it you really know, is. It, it that's really why is that. we're doing this podcast is, is, is not for to, you know, speak about Holly or anything, but to share with the world the history of who Hugh Hefner is as a man, as a human being, as an icon, as a pioneer, what he did for society and culture as a whole. And for this collaboration of people from, you know, uh, Playboy uh, Mansion staff to executives that were there at the company for decades, which, by the way, and I think I share this with you, that last season, everybody we interviewed, the minimum amount of time somebody was there was 15 years. The max was 55 years. Now, do you think that these people would stay on board... For decades and decades and decades, if Hugh Hefner was this monster that Holly and these other women are claiming that he was, number one, number two, if Hugh Hefner was that, don't you think that would have come out decades before? Of course it would have. Right. So therefore, thank God that we have this platform that we get to have these interviews with with so many people across sure. the board, whether it was staff or it was executives or it was very close confidants, friends, playmates. How could it be that we're all saying the same right. thing, right? yet we're lying? It just doesn't make sense. No, I agree with you. And, I mean, I have to say, I wasn't—you
1: weren't—we weren't, weren't at the mansion all day, every day. And, and we have but it has existence. But we were—exactly. <laughs> yeah. Right, exactly. So we were there enough to know, because I, I will never discount what anyone has to say about their experiences or— what you know they may say have happened, or you yeah. know I don't I just don't know I I, I can't say, but I what I, what I can say is that there's someone who is no longer here who cannot speak for himself. And that's the weirdest you know? part, and that's you know that's that's the unfortunate part. But um, I can just speak for myself, you know, just as you can speak for yourself, just as everybody speaks right, for right, themselves. We've had we, the general, right? Yeah, we've you know, collective experience. Right? Of exactly. An incredible experience. Right, an incredible time. Um. Whether it be at the mansion, at the, yeah. you know, in their work working studios the or working for the company, yeah. working with the photographers, you know, being around the staff, you know, being around Hef, being around. And personally, we right. never experienced right. anything like Absolutely. What, not, so that. Absolutely not.
0: Oh, God. Few
1: women are saying. Let me put it this way. So my parents <laughs> so even though I was in grad school and I was in, you know, my mid-20s at the time, you know, I my parents still had a lot to say about what I did and what I could not do. Believe it or not, I was I was a good girl. And so, you know, if my parents thought for one second that I was going someplace where they, they thought it was been unsafe. Now. They would have—I wouldn't have gone. Yeah. I wouldn't have had any part of it. Absolutely. And my parents are old school, and, you know, that's just not—that's not—playboy
0: was—it was—that was something that was never thought of as bad. Yeah. And so, actually, I love that you said that because last week we had an interview with um, two butlers with uh, Bryant and Carlina. Carlina was the first uh, female butler there. Beautiful oh, wow. black woman. Mm-hmm. And um, she shared the same thing about. So she grew up very religious background. Mm-hmm. She didn't even know what Playboy was. She never heard of the Playboy <laughs> Mansion at I all. Love that. And when she told, and she was really fearful to tell her father because her father was a pastor. Oh, when she not told not her imagine. father, he goes, "Honey, it's Playboy. You should be Absolutely. proud." Absolutely. There you go. There, ex- I was like, exactly. I love that because well, ex- he understood. Absolutely. Like this sure. is like this is a this is an incredible human being that has sure. done so much for this world. Like whether or not you agree with how sure. Hugh Hefner lived his life, he made a statement and right. and he made progress across the board. Well, he changed the world. He changed and how the we world. and how we look
1: at mm-hmm. sex. Mm-hmm. You know, and
0: from uh, an objective point absolutely. of view, it wasn't dirty and it should no. not be shamed and. It was Absolutely. the beauty in it. And then the journalism aspect of, of the magazine. I mean, just everything about it. Everything about the magazine is first class and always has been. Which is unfortunate what the new Playboy has done with it. Whatever. That's <laughs> I, I, yeah, yeah, I don't even want to get into it. <laughs> yeah, don't even want to get into that. that, in that yeah. With the men on the cover in the funny suits. <laughs> whatever. Whoa. <laughs> that makes no sense. Oh. Okay. Who's your demographic? Oh, my goodness. So, I... all right. So we like to end the show with two questions. Do you have anything that you want to add, by the way? What you're doing? Well, what maybe
1: first, your takeaways. You know what? I just... Well, I do want to thank you for having me on the show. Oh, you got you know, it, sugar. I've always admired you and your work, and I just think you're an amazing woman. Thanks. You
0: always. I've always thought that she's not saying that because she's my
1: friend. <laughs> she actually loves me. <laughs> I do. Lo- I do love you. You're you're an amazing woman, and Thanks. I'm so proud of you. Thank and you. I'm you're so, proud, so yeah. proud to still be a part of your life. And, and just you so are grateful. as well.
0: I mean, I've always like looked up to you. Oh, you're brilliant, and you're you. amazing, and thank you're real, you. and you're authentic, and. You know, you don't hold any punches. Like, Absolutely. This is who you not. are. So I'm super stoked that we were able to do this as well yeah. and, and bring a whole other component to it of the newsstand specials.
1: Oh, no, of course. And, you know, again, to say that I am so grateful and honored to have been a part of the Playboy family.
0: Yeah. Amen to that. Amen. Because there is not another family out there like that. On April 30th, actually, they're going to have the uh, Playboy Mansion reunion in L.A. And I'm going to go to that. And I can't wait. Fun. Um, yeah. That'll be a lot of fun. Yeah. get to see everybody. So, okay. So we like to end the show with two questions. And it's always super interesting to see what people say because um, it kind of runs the gamut. Mm-hmm. So first question, three words that define Hugh Hefner to you. Oh, wow. God. <laughs> only get three. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. Three. Oh my god, the man was amazing.
1: Um genius mm. icon trailblazer.
0: Hell yeah. Yeah, I like genius that. icon trailblazer. Trailblazer. For absolutely. sure. Absolutely. Very good. Okay. Um had you had the opportunity to see Heff before he passed or to say anything to him in Memoriam, what would you say?
1: Oh <laughs> mom getting old teary-eyed. It's a it's, teary-eyed. it's a tough question. <laughs> it's a tough question because he was such a a sweet kind loving man. Um I would say thank you for allowing me into your home and for allowing me into the
0: Playboy family. Yeah. They'll, ne-
1: they'll never they'll never be another answer. they'll never be another human being like you ever again. Mm-mm.
0: He's one of a kind and there will not be there's no space for somebody like him again in this world. No, and yeah. I mean, I'm just right down to the time at which he did it. But right. that's the general um answer on that second question is people just say thank you and everybody gets teary-eyed. Right. Yeah. It's yeah, yeah. You know. So many times we've we've cried and it's like it's just that being in his presence, the few times that I I was,
1: you know, that I was fortunate enough to meet him and be around him, he just made me feel so mm-hmm. damn good. Mm-hmm. And you know, even after all these years, every time I think about my time at the mansion or my time with you know the company, wor- you know working with the the photographers and the assistants and the makeup artist and being around anyone associated with Playboy makes puts a smile on my face. It makes Absolutely. me so happy to think about mm-hmm. you know, and it's it's wonderful just to know that
0: you know I was part of that. Yeah, I agree. Aww. Great memories. Thanks for coming on the show, and Thank honey. you for I having appreciate me. appreciate it. Always a pleasure awesome to spend time with you. Absolutely. All right. Um, so since you're also my co-host on this show, <laughs> we're going to sign off. Um, I'm Echo. I'm Sophronia Williams. And this is The, the Bunny, Bunny Chronicles. Chronicles. See you next week. <laughs>